This is your other brother's podcast. Welcome, friends, to your other brother's podcast, Navigating Faith, Homosexuality, and Masculinity Together. I'm your host, Tom, and here with me from the city of Oaks is my brother, Ryan. Hey, everyone. And from the city of Forts, it's my other brother, Jacob. Hello, hello. And this is really exciting. Joining us, making his Yobcast debut from the city of wind, it's... (laughs) Our other brother, our other, other brother, Nate. What's up, Nate? Hello. Thanks for having me. I have been listening for forever, so I'm excited that I finally strong-armed you into having me on. (laughs) So you're like a fanboy, stalker. Here you are in the zone now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And is it Nate or is it Nathaniel? How how do you go by? Tom, you know this. (laughs) Don't act. Don't act cool here. It, Nathan is as long as it goes, uh, but Nathan or Nate, mostly Nate. Mostly Never Nate. Nathaniel. And I guess I should clarify, if people didn't, if they're not aware inside our Yob community, you are related to somebody on this show. Is it me? <laughs> yep. Ryan, we regret to inform you, you are not the brother. <laughs> this is a Amori show in the making. Yes, Jacob is my brother. You are the older brother of our very own Jacob. Oh. How do you feel about that, Jacob? I feel great. I've been, honestly, I have been waiting for this episode for many moons. And so I'm excited. This I'm week. very excited as well. We have featured my brother on the Yobcast. And so I think, by my knowledge, this is only our second relative episode. I don't think any other relatives have been featured on the Yobcast. So, Nate, you're continuing to blaze a trail for other other brothers everywhere i'm happy to be here i'm happy to contribute i'm happy to be a relative thank you (laughs) (laughs) yes and we're going to talk to nate a lot in this episode it's kind of why he's here so get ready we're going to talk about his relationship with jacob we're going to talk about their brotherly bond and maybe talk about brothers in general if time allows so stay tuned for that brotherly discussion to come um, before we start though, yeah, this has been, this is a great segue episode from our last episode on chosen family. Cause we're kind of rolling with the family theme now into this episode. And y'all, I just want to say right off the bat, our chosen family episode, if you go to our website and check the comments, it was one of our most commented podcasts we've ever had for some reason. I never know why I'm just, I'm trying to figure out the thread. I have like, you know, the meme with the woman, like staring into the distance and trying to like connect the dots and all the mathematical symbols come up. And I'm trying to figure out what was it about this episode that lots of people felt led to comment and share their stories and perspectives. But um, I don't know. I don't know why, but we got a lot of comments. And so I'm hoping that, um, that Nate, you will continue that momentum forward. <laughs> with feedback from this episode so no pressure got it no pressure <laughs> you know this. this is your debut but um don't mess it up please be a superstar <laughs> please be the star we know you can be i'm very okay. excited i'll be the fourth wheel 
Yeah. Well, I'm excited to, I needed to get this out of the way first because this, most of this episode is going to be about Jacob and Nate, which is kind of the point of it. So that's fine. But I need to get this out of the way because Nate, you and I have indeed become friends over the last couple of years. Correct. <laughs> oh, sorry. Was there a delay? Oh, hold on a second. <laughs> Uh, yes. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Tom and I are friends. I constantly uh, attempt to be your friend, Tom, and you constantly remind me that uh, we may be drifting apart. Uh, <laughs> but I'm I'm holding on to Tom as as best as I can. Um, so I think as of right now, we are friends, right, Tom? We <laughs> are. We are. I count you a good friend. Yes, I do. Okay. Wonderful. Um, yeah, I wanted to share our origin story because we met about, I think it was two, about two and a half years ago when I was on one of my cross-country trips. I've had several now. It's hard to keep up with them. But I was traveling the country and stopped through the fort um, to stay with Jacob. And he told me that you were going to be there. And my first reaction was, oh, okay. Not Wait, sure who you he were is. You were not excited to, to I, meet me? <laughs> I mean, I knew of you and I knew you seemed pretty cool from what I could tell online. I got cool vibes, um, but I didn't know. I was like, why, why does he want to meet me? I'm, I'm confused. I, this goes back to, and we could just talk about my, my low self-worth. We can just have an episode on that. But I just felt like, why does he want to meet me? I don't, I don't get it. And I'll never forget meeting you for the first time because we connected probably within the first two minutes of knowing each other. We connected over the TV show Survivor. And I am yes. so grateful for that introductory conversation with you because I was like, okay, if nothing else, he and I can bond over Survivor. And thankfully we've been able to connect over other commonalities as well. But Tom, I think at that point in time, I had listened to quite a few episodes of your other brother. And mm-hmm. I definitely thought, okay, he's kind of like a mini celebrity. Keep it cool, Nate. Be cool. <laughs> Don't treat him any differently. Um, but I know a lot about him just because I've listened to him talk about his personal life. So uh, I was trying to keep it cool. I think uh, we can all say because we're friends now, I succeeded. <laughs> you succeeded. You, slant, you hit it out of the park. Yeah, you were cool as a cucumber, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been fun to connect with you over the years because you have a podcast and I will give you so many opportunities to plug your podcast in this episode. But you That's have a, why I'm here. <laughs> you have a movie podcast, which you were gracious enough to allow me to appear on, even though I've only seen 12 movies in my entire life. And you let me talk about The Mummy, one of those 12 movies. It was really um, easy to choose a movie because it's just, okay, list all the movies you've seen. Okay. Right. One of those. <laughs> right. Very easy to, to whittle it down because The Mummy is um, one of my favorite movies. And we did a movie podcast and I will link it in this episode if people have missed it. Um, they can go listen to me appearing on Nate's podcast, Movies on the Side. Um, and I'm really excited because out of that episode, out of your podcast, I need to give your podcast a little plug first, because out of your podcast, I have been able to express my love for pecan rolls, little Debbie pecan rolls, which it's I... It's like the only way you can't say that word. It's like yeah. there are two options and you missed both of them. <laughs> it's, it's the way I've always said it. Pecan, 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 pecan. Um, <laughs> That's not a thing. And um, also, though, I've learned because of Jacob, because Jacob, you've appeared on the show a couple times now, I believe, on his podcast. And I've learned um, horrifyingly that I don't wash my like random 
bathroom items nearly enough, like my hand towels, my bath mats, uh, my kitchen rags. Um, I, I learned basically that I'm living in germ. Germination has been exponentially increasing um, because of that podcast, learning when you need to wash those things. And so actually just as of today, I went to the laundromat and washed my bath mat in preparation of this podcast. So my bath mat is now freshly cleaned. Ryan, have you washed your bath mat recently? Um, I came on here to ask Actually, you. Actually, <laughs> uh, my my bath mat is just a a kind of normal towel, and so I wash it every time I wash my towels. That's wise. Good. Probably every other week. Nice. The one uh, fun fact about the friendship between Nate and Tom, in I believe this is correct, and you can tell me that I'm wrong if that's the case but i think that nate actually you visited tom in Asheville before i did i think that like you were traveling for work and you two were able to meet up before i was ever able to go visit the jewel of the blue ridge right i was on my way from chicago to orlando and just happened to look at the map and say Asheville's right around on the way, we did not know each other nearly enough for me to spend the night, but I was bound and determined to be great friends with Tom. So I sort of just forced myself upon him, <laughs> so to speak. Correct. And it's been smooth sailing ever since. Yes. <laughs> You've officially visited me more than your brother. So that's that is accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Shucks. Well, it's so from uh, from this point on, uh, the Yobcast will be hosted by Tom, Nate, and Ryan, and Jake will be this, kicked this, to the curb. This episode is just an this interview is just process a, to see which Baranowski brother fits better. Transition period, just kind of like, you know, work mm-hmm. one of us in and one of us out. That makes Correct. the most sense. I have yet to be visited by any Baranowski, <laughs> oh. so I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> you know, that's Slam. right. To the universe. Yeah, and the City of Oaks isn't so far from the Jewel of the Blue Ridge. Something that I thought about um, as y'all were going back and forth, um, y'all might notice, I think anyway, that Nate and Jacob sound very similar. And I hope that our podcast listeners will be able to differentiate who is speaking. Because we can see on the screen, but it's. I'm wondering, I'm curious what the audio experience will be like. I hope it's bewildering. <laughs> hope so. We I are hope one. that people might, might accidentally think that Nate's gay and... Can y'all do an impression of the other? <laughs> nope. Okay, say something in my voice. <laughs> I can't. I, I don't. I, I wouldn't even know how to try. No, I don't think we can. Talk right, about Tom. art, Jacob. Tom, I can't help but feel like you're really brought me on to pit the Baranowski boys against each other. <laughs> <laughs> Am I looking for ratings? Am I looking for drama? I don't know. I'm just asking questions. That's all. Like Jerry Springer. <laughs> In the vein of having other episodes where we've had first-time guests, um, whether within Yob or outside of Yob, I thought it would be good to spend a few minutes getting to know this Nate person who is now on our show. Um, so I wanted to start up, and I put this out to our Yobbers group. Big shout out to the Yobbers. And they have some questions for Nate as well. So I'll be sprinkling, sprinkling in, Preston sprinkling in some questions from the Yabbers group for Nate as well. But um, Nate, I just wanted to put it out there to you first. you want to give us a 30-second elevator pitch on who you are and why we should keep you? Well, um, I'm related to one of the hosts, 
So that's nepotism. So that gets me in. Um, I, hmm, I live a heterosexual lifestyle. So ooh, that, that's tough, I guess. But um, I deal with faith and masculinity a lot. Um, but more about me, I'm basically a freelance artist that travels around creating art, um, happily married for eight plus years, living in Chicago, um, have a great brother, and because of him, have become um, a fan of Yab and a student of, I guess, I don't know what you call it. Sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> No, I have a PhD in sexuality. <laughs> this show will give you, yeah, credentials like no other. Yeah, and I just happen to have a podcast recording mic. So I think all of those uh, possibly give me the clout to be here. Mm. Well, you mentioned your art. I'm going to jump right into a question from one of our yobbers because he wanted to know about your art. He wants to know how much preparation and work goes into making your 3D sidewalk art? I would say for a normal, let's say 15 foot by 20 foot, five foot 3D piece of art, I will probably put one day of design into it, um, three hours of prep, and then the actual piece probably takes uh, 20 hours total to put it all together. And then approximately 15 minutes for the rain to wash it all away. (laughs) So get your pictures quick, very quickly. Absolutely. Nate, your art is really cool. Do you want to give a shout out for your Instagram handle? Because I think people should absolutely check out your art. Hmm. Okay, that is great. Um, I'm not exactly sure my Instagram (laughs) handle. I believe my Instagram handle is at Nate.Baranowski. So first name, last so if you name, search, dot in the middle. If you just search Nate Baranowski, though, you'll find, you'll find you. You'll find me. Yes. I'd love some more Instagram followers because I believe that is uh, dr- directly proportional to life happiness. It's what Absolutely. I'll never forget the day I hit 500 likes. You probably have like 7,000, but who cares? Um, no, not that many, yeah. but, but more well, than I, you. I just, so uh, I, just con- <laughs> I just confirmed that it is Nate.Baranowski. Is that what you had, mm, had yes. said? That you yes. Were yes. He has almost 2,500 followers. Wow, Nate. Which is, in fact, more than Tom. But that's neither here nor there. No, your art is really cool. I Welcome to, to your other brothers. I am your host now, <laughs> Nate. <laughs> we do hosting by likes in this community. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's fine. It's cool. Do you guys want to know my personality types? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> give, it, give it to us in a long stream of thought without taking your breath. Okay. Hold on a second. Okay, here we go. All in one breath. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I am an ENFP-A, which I guess is assertive. Enneagram 7 self-preservation. My Disney princess is Snow White. I'm a Ravenclaw. My rom-com movie that I most represent is The Princess Diaries. And my spirit animal is The Crow. 
Whoa. We have never had that extensive of a... I've listened to many episodes, and and I know you guys like (laughs) all of the the tests. There is... Just want to say, called it. (laughs) (laughs) Yup, 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 yup. But Crow, that's interesting. Can I say something? I really... I really disliked getting Snow White as my Disney princess. I disliked yeah. it so much that mm. I took the test again with different <laughs> answers and I got Snow White again. <laughs> Ouch. That like can't fool the it. Disney princess test. <laughs> right. Right. Those accuracy. <laughs> <laughs> they know. Was there any kind of paragraph explanation or did it connect anything for you? Or did it just Something say that Snow I White, love period? being with? Yeah, I love being surrounded by jolly old men. Little people. <laughs> short people. I love Are you particularly tall? I am I am particularly tall. So I guess everyone's shorter compared to me. Mm. And yeah, uh, that could be it. I'm, it didn't matter I'm how you waiting answered for a kind me. Prince Charming. The fact that everyone <laughs> is smaller around you made you Snow White by default. Mm. Super into apples. Yeah, I don't know. Love apples. Love sleeping for long periods of time. Mm. <laughs> so that's me. That's you. Well, Nate, you are my favorite Enneagram type. I have a soft spot for sevens. So there's that. Well, that thanks for having me. <laughs> Sorry, I was 20 minutes late. I blame the Enneagram it's- seveniness in me. So, Nate, in the vein of personality-ish styles, one of our yobbers wanted to know, what are your top three love languages? Do you know what those are? Yes. Oh, yes. Me and Gary Chapman go way back. (laughs) Old Gare Bear. My number one is probably now words of affirmation. Mm, That's a good one. Followed by quality time. After that, I think it kind of falls off. The yabber asked for a third. I would say <laughs> physical touch gets the third, I would okay. say. Followed you know by acts I've, of service, followed by gifts. Yeah. You know, I feel like those three are the ones that are always in everyone's top three. They're in various orders, but I never meet someone who's like, gifts are number one, followed by acts of service. I, I never get those two in the top two. Have y'all encountered people like that? No, and, and no one's like, oh, I could give or take quality time. <laughs> right. Like, who doesn't yeah. care about quality time? I don't get it. Because if you were low on quality time but high on gifts, the Grubhub guy <laughs> would be the perfect be relationship. The most love. That's accurate. <laughs> hence, hence why I love Grubhub because I, I get what I want and I don't get what I don't need. This Not time is absolutely not quality. quality. <laughs> absolutely. But it's a but it's a pretty gift of some Asian food. Mm. Yum. Mm. Yeah, I think people are afraid that enjoying gifts or even like putting it high up on your list means that you're a selfish, materialistic person who only cares about things and not people, which is not fair because that's not true of I think when gifts are truly meaningful to people, they're only me- meaningful because of the person giving the gift it's not just about like you like things so i just want to give a nice shout out to all of you gift love language folks that you are not evil and we love show yourselves they're not evil they're just weird (laughs) you're weird (laughs) no i love all people with all gifts what i appreciate i'm not good at giving gifts i'm really i'm the worst at giving gifts maybe i cut myself short a little bit but but I do appreciate someone who puts a lot of thought into a gift. I do appreciate that. Why are you waving your hand at me? 
I have a question for you guys. Oh, okay. and I didn't know how to get your attention, so I figured this is the best way to do it. <laughs> Just flail your arms. That works. I'm really curious what your guys' top, maybe you guys have already said this, but your top uh, love language for each of you. So I have a, a lot of trouble with this question because I, I feel like it's different between men and women. I, it feels different to me. I don't know if anyone has that issue of like, I want more things with from certain people and I feel like I'm able to give certain things to different people. Do y'all deal with that issue dilemma at all? Am I weird? Yeah, yeah, because I want physical affection from men, but not really women. Mm. Um, also, I feel like there's a difference between giving and receiving. Like, yeah. Um, like giving for yeah, me, I, as far as gifts go, giving gifts is by far at the bottom of my list. It might be on the bottom of receiving too, but um, I'm more likely to do acts of service. I don't know. Yeah, it's confusing. Overall, I think words of affirmation are still my top one as well. I think you and I are aligned there, uh, Nate. I think words of affirmation, it could be a man or a woman affirming me and that feels good. Yeah, I think quality time and physical uh, affection are at the top for me, kind of tied. Yeah, I think I would I would also echo that. But I can also see times where the order of those shift, I think, de depending on whatever life looks like currently to where there are different seasons to where it feels like I'm receiving love really well in a certain area, but not in other areas. And so it might shift in what feels like priority it's basically like a supply and demand kind mm. of deal i think yeah if you have a vacuum of physical touch you may want it more yeah for sure jacob do you have any questions for your brother oh uh <laughs> i would uh i would love to hear more about your lovely wife who i'm quite fond of and what she does and how you met and your love story as I am an integral part of, I just want to keep. Okay. So I got to make sure I include you in this story. Okay. <laughs> Hold on a second. Let's rewrite that. Um, so my lovely wife and I met in high school, started dating in high school. Uh, we had a somewhat tumultuous dating relationship uh, when it was great, it was great, but we uh, did not fight well together and may have been the that that couple that you know that's annoying to be around when they don't like each other mm. at the moment. Um, but through some years and into marriage, it has really blossomed into, I have learned a lot, basically. It has blossomed into something very beautiful. Um, she is... Um, as Jacob can attest, because we all took IQ tests this week, uh, she is brilliant and puts both of us to shame. Yep. Um, and she went from being an engineer in college and working in that field to now she's in medical school uh, to become a doctor. So um, all in all, amazing, amazing woman. Um, and a lot of my growth is because of her. Um, and Jacob was a big part of uh, us getting together somehow, for sure. No, no, no. I don't think. No, no. no. Hey, I was not. Uh, I was not a part of you getting together. I like to think that I was a part of you staying together. Ooh. I think that I because well, okay, yeah. yes, Nate, okay, please, here's the, you can. yes, okay. Here's the story that Jacob wants me to tell you guys. <laughs> so, 
dear listeners, uh, at some point in time, Jacob came to me and said, you can't break up with her <laughs> because I've grown fond of her and I've grown accustomed to her being around and I can't handle the change of you being with someone else. So lock this one down and stay with her because that will be convenient for me. <laughs> hey, hey, it was, yes, there was some like, I just don't like to change. And yes, I could, you could argue there is a convenience factor, but I think more important was just how much I came to love her and have her having her feel like a part of the family. And I wasn't about to want that to change. So it's yes, a mixed, a mixed bag great. of things, but there is definitely some like real affections that I was like, Hey, like she's, yeah, she's a keeper. I'm sorry. On my podcast, I joke around too much. <laughs> On this podcast, we actually Seriously, show real emotions. <laughs> sorry. No, yes. it's it's basically the same podcast. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing your story. Wow, that was a tale as old as time, if I ever I heard one. The brother helping the sister-in-law stay in the family. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, y'all, to keep this show moving, we have a really exciting edition of the Brotherly Bridge. We are going to bridge to the next segment of our show by having a Baranowski brother smackdown and getting to figure out which of their Brotherly Bridges will be featured on this episode of the Yobcast that you are listening to right now, and which one will be sent off like a lantern in the night to the land of the Yabalog where it will live forever in secrecy, shrouded from the rest <laughs> of the world. So who wants to go first? And I guess whoever whoever's voice you hear next will be the one that won. So no pressure. <laughs> I don't have one. <laughs> you have nothing to bring? You have nothing to say? Okay, I have one thing, but it's not great. So. Okay. Self-deprecation could go a long way we'll see I'm just true butter you're tom up speaking tom's language <laughs> how worthless can you make yourself feel <laughs> here we go hello my name is nate and today in the brotherly bridge i am bringing to probably the yabalog capris oh interesting gentlemen like the pants just like <laughs> not the, the pants. Not the drink. Just like the pants. Let me tell you, let me tell you guys a quick story. The year was 2010. I was still in college. That ages me. I really wanted to wear capris. I believe that capris are the perfect pant. Here's why. They are long enough to cover the thighs. I really wish my thighs to never be out and about <laughs> if I could help it. They go right below the knee, which is a comforting place for a pant to go. But if a pant goes past the knee too far, it gets into calf ankle time. And if you're in a place that's hot, it's too much. I find myself bunching up my sweatpants anyway to capri length. But here's the thing. In 2010, I had heard of in Europe, men were wearing capris. So I said, I will wait. I will buy my, bide my time and I will buy more time with capris. So what has happened? 
is that I recently bought a pair of capris. Not because the trend has come here to America, but because through your other brothers, I have learned I do not need to subscribe to the social norms of Mm -hmm. my day, but I can wear the pants that I love. And my question for you guys, I'm not sure if this happens at the end of this section. I think there's a call to questions or actions. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm not exactly sure. But my question is, are there articles of clothing that you used to say, I will never because I'm scared to be judged for, but now I am shining bright, shining strong in them. (laughs) And what are your thoughts on Capri's The Perfect Pant? The Perfect Pant. I will say I... uh... I am pro capris and I don't own a pair, but I definitely relate to hiking up my sweatpants and also like rolling up my jeans kind of a lot. Mm -hmm. So maybe I should just invest in some capris. Uh, As far as the article of clothing that I have uh, conquered is the tank top. I used to, I was going to say that. Yeah. I never thought I'd wear a tank top, but I have found newfound confidence in uh in in being able to wear one yeah i feel the same way i used to have i still don't feel like i'm super confident with my arms and upper body but more so way more so now than in high school so if you were to tell me in high school that i'd be parading in tank tops throughout the whole summer um yeah that would have i would have that would have been unheard of so i think the tank top is definitely an article of clothing i have come around to for sure but ryan did already use the tank top as his oh is it off the board is it off the table is there another (laughs) one for you tom um is a necklace an article of clothing yes okay yeah i'm wearing necklaces now that is a thing that i do so i have i don't know the viewers can't see it but i'm wearing a necklace yeah so that's a new thing i feel like i've um I've been tormented by the idea of getting a tattoo, but I can't ever get there because it's so permanent. But the idea of adorning myself in other ways that display my personality and ex- and do some kind of symbology, um, that's appealing. So the form of necklaces, I'm not opposed to bracelets. I've worn bracelets off and on. Um, so kind of going into man jewelry land, that's that's a thing that I've come around to in the last year. Love it. Because of Nate now, I have also found a joy in capris and i actually (laughs) own the exact same pair that he has just a different color um which i wear to the gym and i love them and they're excellent and they have pockets with zippers which is sweet um i would echo what ryan said about the tank top which and tom sport and tom and i would also um go with Tom on the jewelry part. I don't re- really wear necklaces, but I have become more of a fan of uh, bracelets and rings I enjoy. Um, but for mine, I think I would say like, and this isn't s- super out there, but like um, shorts that come to like closer to mid thigh, I would say that for most of my life, like all of my shorts went to my knees and it's only been in the past few years I would say that I've been wearing shorts that are a bit shorter and I've come to love them. And unlike Nate, I want my, my my thighs to be seen by the world. (laughs) So I let them shine like the sun. 
Um, the one, the answer that I, that I thought that I would give, which is, I think it's still possibly worthy of judgment, but I, I really enjoy a good crop top. (laughs) (laughs) And I know that in that within this community that can be incredibly stereotypical and, but there's like, there's something about it in like on a hot summer day that just feels really comfortable to me. I don't actually, I don't own one. So I can't say that I've like conquered that, nor do I actually wear them. But the thought, the idea of wearing one, not in public per se, but just like lounging around the house. I picture you one day just feeling inspired, looking at your dresser and then looking at the scissors on your desk and being like, (laughs) this is it. And you just like yeah. go go to town mangling one of your t-shirts. Yeah, that is the the odds that yeah the odds of that happening b- before actually purchasing one are rather great. So mm-hmm. thank you, Tom. For maybe you'll do it in your sleep and, sometime. Maybe you'll sleep that's sleep possible. scissor your t-shirts. I'm planting that seed. Planting that oh, seed. Oh, right Tom, now. stop it! Stop it! <laughs> Jacob's subconscious. Do with it what you will. Bad things. Jacob, when I finally come visit, we're making crop tops. <laughs> Hey, okay. This is gonna be my first. Uh, this is gonna be my first straight guy. Uh, awkward question of yes. the of the episode. Um, what's the appeal of a crop top? <laughs> <laughs> the idea of looking down and seeing my belly, but <laughs> but my chest being covered <laughs> feels like. Hey, I didn't. Lounging on the couch, looking down and being like. I didn't yeah. sign up for the crop top and I haven't actually signed up for the Capri. I've never stated my yay or nay for the Capri. So, so Nate, I, I feel like some of the logic for the Capri, I feel like could be applied to the crop top. Yeah, it's, it's like the crop it's top basically, of the lower torso, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, crop tops are the Capri of the trunk part of your body. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll get, no, I'll, I'll give you that. A lot of my shirts eventually become crop tops because I'm a taller gentleman. And so a couple, a couple wash cycles, um, <laughs> they eventually barely meet the, the, the pants anyway. So, you know, I, I would posit, I would venture that the uh, 99% of the appeal of a crop top to the person wearing it is that it reveals that they have abs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I so, I feel like in some way sort of purifies my desire because I don't have abs. And so it's not like I have anything to show off. I just think that they would actually be comfortable to wear. Yes, they become very wholesome. Yes, how pure, pure of heart. <laughs> You're so, so pure of heart, Jacob. You know, in that analogy, the calves are just the abs of the legs that mm. you're showing off with your caprice. Mm-hmm. 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 We solved it. I like that analogy because I have great calves. I'd be willing to, yeah, I'd be willing to try the capri and see. I'm, I'm trying to visualize myself wearing capris, and it's very difficult. I can't quite see it, so maybe I just need to try it, and I'll like it. Who knows? To be honest, I don't know if I can pull it off. Like to this day, I don't. I just don't know. But I do... think what I've come to realize is that it doesn't matter if I can pull it off. If I love wearing capris, I should wear capris. We should do a brotherhood of the traveling capris. Ew. (laughs) No. I would rather pass a crop top around. (laughs) (laughs) Or that. We could do that too. And there you have it, folks. The brotherly bridge that we chose. (laughs) 
<laughs> Who will it be? Only I will know post-editing. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but for the Baranowski brother, whose um, who's brotherly bridge took a left turn and went to the Yabalog, the Yabalog is where all the good stuff actually happens. It's like such a fun place. Actually, on our last episode, we did something, Nate, that includes you a little bit because on our last Yabalog, I mean, I can't, sh- I can't share the extensive uh, details of it because if you have to be a yabber to, to be able to listen to it. But on that Yabalog, um, my, I believe it was the shameless share last time, the shameless share that I brought um, involved the 99 steps to biblical manhood. And we talked about the entire list. We kind of skimmed through most of it, but we talked about the list and then we compared scores. And I was told by a certain birdie that you also partook in this experiment and got your man, manhood score. I was curious how you did on, on the 99 steps to biblical manhood. I forgot it literally as soon as I texted <laughs> that number. <laughs> I said all that to say that I know I scored higher than you. I think we all scored higher than you. I think yeah. that was the rumor. Is that correct, Jacob? That is accurate. So there's that. There you go. I'll, I'll be honest. I was very generous with myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was not very generous with myself out of spite for this whole test. <laughs> I think that test should have had some like negative points as well. Like if you've ever said the word jugs, like lose five points. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. That'd be more dynamic, I guess. Yeah. Maybe in version 2.0, it'll have some more spicier things. Way, way to like, like make it, uh, yeah, just more dynamic. That would be, that'd be cool. The point is, though, the Yabalog, there's a lot of fun stuff going on, and it's for our Yabbers only, people who support us on Patreon. And Nate, you're on Patreon. You know the magic of Patreon, of having people support you and getting access to secret bonus content. Do you want to give a plug for the wonderful service of Patreon? Absolutely. Please support your other brothers on Patreon. It helps us keep doing what we're doing and by us i mean them because i'm just a guest but i'm acting like i'm one of them and yes go to patreon.com slash your other bros and you can be part of keeping this content going and improving the content over time thank you for your generosity Mm. we're so happy to have you as part of the family Part of the family. And Nate, I don't know if you're aware of this, but your other brothers is now a proud patron of your Patreon community movies on the side. I'm so excited that someone <laughs> out there just thought, so does my Patreon support just get passed along to this crappy movies podcast? <laughs> Why, yes. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. No, Nate, you are selling yourself short, which I like, but also your podcast is fantastic. You have a great Thank chemistry. You. Your co co-patriot Steven is fantastic. Y'all have great chemistry. I encourage everyone to go listen and judge Thank for you yourself if this is worth $5 a month. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. So before we get into our episode on brothers, as we talk to Nate and Jacob and learn a little bit more of their story, uh, we need to give a big shout out to our sponsor. Our faithful sponsors continue to keep this show going along with our faithful yobbers on Patreon. Um, And today's episode, in honor of Nate being here and in honor of Nate's podcast, where he talks about movies and other things, uh, today's sponsor is movies about brothers, any and all of them. 
biological brothers, metaphorical brothers, stepbrothers. Not any specific movie, mind you, but in general, just movies about brothers. So thank you, movies about brothers. It's a me, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> or not. I can't confirm that it is Mario, but thank you, Hollywood. Were we supposed to talk? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're moving right along. So moving into the meat of this episode, the bulk of the the bulk of the bridge. Here we are. And um, Nate and Jacob, I kind of wanted to give y'all the floor and just kind of let y'all tell the story from when, from when you were like toddling around and when you were little baby Baranowskis to now to the tall man, manly men that you are today. I want to hear your story of finding each other, <laughs> not in a creepy way, but finding each other and like being able to talk about real life. Cause I've, I've heard y'all's story. I'm sure there's elements of the story you're about to share that I've either forgotten or I just didn't know about. So I would love our listeners to just learn more about your relationship. Jacob, I picture you just kind of leading the narrative and me being like a color commentator on top of it. And you just pause Ooh. whenever you want me to jump in. Sure. You, you can like, be the John yeah. Madden. You lead the main points. Yes, I will. I will do my best. So Growing up, um, Nate and I have always been, I would say, pretty close. Um, we, as youths, we spent a lot of time playing together with our neighbors, doing creative, uh, goofy things. We made homemade movies. We played in the sandbox. We spent a lot of time with one another. Then um, I would say at, at some point, probably when, when Nate went into high school, maybe, um, we probably spent less time hanging out together. Um, I don't think that we ever like grew far apart, but there was, I think there was definitely some, some seasons where we weren't as close. Um, we've tended to get along fairly well, but I've also had some like roughish parts. I mean, lots of me basically yelling at Nate to like stop it or to cut it out. Um, but but yeah, I would say overall, like we've um, we've been very close, um, and moving into I would say like when um, I was going through puberty, and obviously Nate already already had like there were conversations that I think that we we would have about sexuality stuff in in vague terms it wasn't really a topic that was discussed much in our family um but i i know that with like that with that with us and with uh cousins like we would talk about girls and talk about who we liked and those those kind of things um but i don't like that was during that time when I was also starting to recognize that I was feeling things towards other guys, I had such a, a division between parts of myself. I was kind of like two different people. Um, I was the pretty good Jacob on the outside. And then um, the Jacob who had discovered gay porn um, probably in like early high school and those two halves of 
me were so far apart that honestly, the thought never crossed my mind to ever open up to anyone, like not to my family, not, not to Nate. Um, that, that wasn't even like, I think that there are, I've, I've heard from other people who would say that they've like wrestled with different seasons where they thought about like, Oh, like, should I talk to someone? Um, should I share this piece that I've been hiding? And I would say that because I was so divided in these kind of like two halves of, of me, it wasn't even something that I considered or that I thought about doing. So my part of the story as this is happening is, yeah, I think just like you said, Jake, the, we would talk about sexuality just as much as you would just like joking about it. It was never, I mean, and we had times and talking about faith and talking about uh, being Christians. And we've had like deep discussions about God while we were kids, but you know, there was a, kind of a, a divide in our home between, okay, that's part of our lives. But then when it comes to anything sexuality based, it was much more worldly, much more informed by culture of what like I would joke about and what we would talk about when it comes to, to like girls at that point, basically. Um, and well, okay, we'll, we'll get to the next point, but the, the, the me finding out, uh, really made me examine all of this time together, but like echoing what you were saying, Jake, we were never like distant. We never like grew apart. And I never had the like, oh, you know, I'm, I don't feel connected to Jacob. Like he was said, he wasn't very interested in sports. I was, I was probably more rough a uh, little Esau Jacob uh, dynamic there at times <laughs> where roughhousing was, I was the one who like did the final push that caused Jake to cry. And then that would be the <laughs> end of it for me. Um, but that has, had always been how life was. So I didn't think of anything. I never even thought um, before, I guess before um, probably your early high school years, I had never even thought of the possibility of, wait, Jacob could be gay, I guess. That just wasn't on my radar. I think one uh, one piece that I thought of as you were saying that is that I would say that growing up, there were definitely times where um, I would feel overshadowed by you. Um, for those who don't know, Nate is incredibly talented in basically everything in both the, yeah, obviously um super creative in the visual arts but could easily have gone into engineering and so there were many times that i felt like i couldn't compete with nate in different areas just because he, it, it always seemed like he was better um so like there 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 was that piece there but i don't think there was ever a time that i felt like um that I'm somehow like less of a man because Nate enjoys would enjoy playing sports when I didn't really, or that if Nate was more aggressive than I, there wasn't really a time that I thought like, Oh, like Nate is like a real man's man. And I'm not Um, because I think also in, in other areas like the arts and music and things that would be possibly considered less 
masculine, those were things that we both had in common. And so I would say like in our overall, overall interests, it wasn't like there was this great, uh, uh, division of like, Oh, like Jake and Joey is more of the typical feminine things. And Nate does the like masculine things. That wasn't really a divide that I felt growing up. Yeah. Because that was really like our bonding happened a lot over like nerdy culture and video games and playing smash brothers together and music and singing disney songs together so that was all it was all together there was no like oh he's not doing like manly things or i'm doing womanly things by singing musicals like it was just they were just things and he liked different things than me at different times but we had enough in common that you know we could play for hours just imaginary spaceship mm-hmm. that sort of that thing. and i think there is i think there is a, a lot of credit there that goes to our parents in that like there weren't really like interests that that we had that we were told to like not pursue because like oh the, those aren't that's not what like like men don't sing in musicals or those kind of things where like i don't i don't feel like that there were times that i was told that like i shouldn't be doing that because like that's not a masculine thing. Right, right. Well, let's confirm it now. Let's bring on Jacob and Nate's mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting the whole clan together. No, I want to play imaginary spaceship with y'all. It was a good time. It was, it was, it was a good time. We had a, uh, a set of um, cardboard bricks that got tremendous use. We, we built everything out of those suckers and we build walls and we knock them down and we build houses and we build inventions and it was yeah wow good times yes okay so as we advance forward in time i enter high school i start getting girl crazy so i go off with some friends do a lot of uh, youth group things and have always is that a euphemism yeah, youth group things. <laughs> no, I mean, okay, okay. Yes, at youth group, there was always a girl I was crushing on at that time. And so there's just so much mental energy I took in either pursuing a relationship, thinking about a potential relationship, that I would say the biggest, one of the biggest things starting to separate us is just me being engulfed in my own world and my own like all right gotta find a girlfriend like it's time sort of thing and that was probably right around the beginning uh stages of puberty for you jake and so Mm -hmm. sure take the story away yeah so i guess i guess that probably would lead into the more dramatic um part of our tale music changes um now we had some nice background violins it gets dark um, so when I was, um, uh, when I was 16 years old, I, um, remember that it was night time and Nate asked me, um, I believe asked me to go outside with, with him, um, so that we could talk. And it was like, it was pretty clear to me that this was a, a serious thing um, of like there are there have been many few there there were few times in our relationship that I would say that like we like 
entered into such a serious conversation in this in this way so it was it was clear to me from the beginning that like this was like not the norm this was like something was um was happening and i uh, i forget if this was the time that we i think we went out and sat in our hammock um outside is that no but that was a different time <laughs> shucks i'm ruining the story but that's a great it doesn't that's a great really part of the story if that was it i yeah because I, I think i mean that's that's the picture that i have in my head but sure. that doesn't really matter um but yeah we uh we went outside and i um remember nate's voice kind of shaking and like not not being um super steady and he um he asked me about um things that he had seen on our family computer um and um basically like i think you you almost said the words i think like are like are you interested in guys i think was kind of along the lines of that um and i think I think I tried to deny that that was even me or that like I'd even done that. It was some very, very feeble attempts to right. like say like that lasted oh, about like, five seconds. It didn't like, you didn't see what you think that, um, that you saw. These aren't the droids you're looking for. Yep. Um, <laughs> I think and, it was like, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it. Um, and yeah. And so, and then, um, I, eventually confessed to like that that was me um but i also remember telling nate that i was bisexual um because in that moment where i felt horrified and was finally being confronted with this part of me that i kept so so hidden and so if you think of like the like this incredible weight that is um that I'm finally feeling um, that was my attempt to kind of soften the blow is that if I could um, like, I can, I can confess to him that I, that I am sexually attracted to other guys, but if I can also t tell him that I feel the same way about women, then maybe it'll be easier for him to take it and he won't think less of me. And so that was my like attempt to, um, to soften it. And we, we talked for a, a, a little bit. I don't think we, we didn't talk for, for long during that interaction. Um, but I do, uh, remember Nate telling me that he loved me, um, that, that I was still his brother. Um, and, and he, and he hugged me. Oh. Now for my half of the story. Yeah, I, Nate, I want to hear, like, can you zoom back to, like, when you first saw it on the computer? That's what I want to know. Yeah, um, I probably saw gay porn on the computer while looking for my own porn, maybe. <laughs> so, <laughs> What's this porn? This isn't the porn I want. This isn't what I'm looking for. So, like, there is a strange place where you come from, like, you come from a place of like, shoot, I'm in the, I'm in some sin too. Like I'm, 
I'm pretty messed up too. Like, I think that's how I, I think that was how I saw it. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I was in a, a good season at that point in time. Um, but I remember seeing it and it was, you know, one of those movie scenes where like the camera zooms in on your face while the background zooms out and your eyes kind of like it, it flashes all of like the possible memories and clues mm. you've missed over the years. And like, you know, people whispering like it all fits, it all fits, you know, like <laughs> a Sherlock Holmes moment sort of thing, which is, is dumb. But like, I remember having that feeling and then the overall weight of like, I have to talk to Jacob about this, but I don't know how. And I'm so scared. Uh, so we go to my half of the story and I would say this, I don't remember what I said to you. And I don't remember how I responded. I'm glad I responded with, I love you. And I'm glad I responded with those things because I have no memory, but I remember internally are, is a moment that I am not proud of because at this moment I was so um, both ill-informed, misinformed, I guess is the real word. I was so misinformed, but also like, kind of selfishly angry at the same time. Um, and so here are all the thoughts that went through my head. I'm going to be as real as possible at this moment. One, did I do something to make my brother gay or bisexual? It, it didn't matter. Actually, it didn't matter to me whether he was bisexual or gay at the moment. I, he thought he was softening it. It all hit me like a load of bricks. One, at this point, I had no idea how these things happened. So I was like, okay, did I do something while we were growing up? Have I like, have I not, not nurtured? Like, have I not been a good big brother? Like I should have been like showing him how to be attracted to girls. I don't know. I had all of these thoughts going through. So that was one. Number two, my thought was, does that mean that he's attracted to me? If he's attracted to guys and I'm the brother, like, I've been naked a lot around him, like as brothers do. Like, did I do something wrong by being naked? So that was thought number two. Thought number three was now that he's gay, like, is he still a Christian? Does that mean like, is, how does that work sort of thing? Number four, incredible guilt of all the times that I had said hateful and homophobic things growing up. And like, Zooming out even further, I think that's some of my biggest regrets is that I think growing up, all of the things that I probably said in joking or, you know, it was around the time that people were saying, oh, that's gay. And you would make fun of other guys if you thought they were gay. Like the idea, like that was like the insult to be like, oh, you like other dudes sort of thing. And I'm sure I participated in all, these th all of these things. And I would say, some of my biggest regrets to this day as a 31 year old man is all of the stuff that I have said to probably hurt, not just Jacob, because again, you might've been divided. You might've just been with me on it, but many other people who could have been feeling very similar things and who like, I really regret those statements. So I would say all of my first thoughts, obviously there was like great sadness 
in me at the moment, but a lot of confusion and a lot of really like immature thoughts. I would say that this opening was like a slap in the face to me and I'm not happy with how I emotionally reacted to it. So I have a few questions for you, Nate. Uh, first, like how, how long did it take for those uncertainties to resolve? Was it on the order of like a few months or a few conversations or was it like years? I think for me, uh, the whole uh, me being involved in it in some sort of weird sexual way was the the earliest thing to be resolved. Mm -hmm. I think by the next day, I was like, no, that's, Mm -hmm. that's sure. (laughs) That's not right. I mean, like that's, we're cool. We're cool sort of thing. (laughs) Um, So I think that resolved pretty early on. Um, I also think being like anything with like, faith and and following jesus and like anything like that was also resolved very quickly too because like like i said like i had to like remind myself like shoot like i am watching porn too like or i'm struggling with this at the Mm -hmm. same time so it's not like (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i know that i'm following jesus so it's this is Mm. very stupid of me to think this way at all um the the thought of me doing damage to him as a, a, a kid or like me growing up and being uh, too harsh at times and doing sort of things, that's been a kind of a slow recovery process. And also part of like, I still grieve the things that, you know, that I've done, even if it was under ignorance, it's still wrong. So um, that has been more of a, a slow recovery. And then I think as we'll go on further in the story, I've tried to become a lot more of a student over time. Mm. My other question is when you realized, when you, when you found the porn on the computer and you realized, Oh, I need to talk to Jacob about this. What was it that made you decide that instead of just kind of like pretending to not see it or look the other way or whatever? That is just a personality trait in me. I think I am the usually the one in our family to bring up things. I, um, you're the bringer yeah, upper. Th- <laughs> Every the, family, needs I am one. the bringer upper of most. Yes, I, I'm, I'm okay with like. I think the hard conversations need to happen, and so for the most part, I think my role in the family at times has been like, bring it up. Let's let's talk about the, the the tough things. I remember a little bit later when Jacob and I both went to our parents and said, um, "We need a, an accountability program on our family computer that we all share." Ooh. And the question is, why do you need that? <laughs> well, because both of your darling sons are addicted to pornography. But y'all are so and talented so like- and precious. <laughs> Not you, surely like, not either of you, let yeah. alone both. That was a very awkward conversation. Can I say, bless your hearts, though, for being like, okay, brother, let's go and talk to our parents about getting an accountability program on the computer. Like, yeah, Jacob, were you there for that? Were you down with this plan? Were you down for this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was. I don't. I don't think that I. I don't think that I said anything, but I was. I think somewhat I was, behind I was me. Present. I think, yeah, you were just kind of cowering. <laughs> yeah. And I think, yeah, I think that there was, I, yeah, I remember during that time, because I, I know that in the, in the night that Nate and I first talked, he did say, 
something about how like I needed to tell mom and dad. Um, and I told him that I would. And, but there's also a part of me that was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> nope. Um, and I remember during when, during that conversation about asking about the accountability stuff of being really nervous that Nate was going to say something about like, so like we both need this, but they're not quite the same. <laughs> Sort of but the same, but yeah. I think it was, yeah, which I think, I mean, that was a, that was a very kind thing. Um, yeah, because I mean, like, even, yeah, even at that point, like, I think because, because of the division in myself, like, I would have probably told you then, like, I've never watched porn in my life. Like, that's not me. The person doing that is a different, that's a different uh different person that's not i'm not actually doing that i have a a question for you jacob so uh remind me at this point had you like started to come to terms with the fact that you were attracted to men or were you just sort of yeah no i would say um yeah at this uh at this point like there was such um there was such a chasm there between these halves of of me that i i never gave those desires and those longings any real thought of like that they were even a part of me in 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 any way to the point to where like I think I don't think that I I didn't engage in probably the same kind of like homophobic joking or like calling people gay but I I don't I can't think of times that I was like personally affected by it like I would hear it a lot in school but even just like hearing it, I don't, I don't think I ever felt like hurt by it of like, oh, like they're talking about someone like me because that, that wasn't me. So no, I would, at that point, that, so that was like, that's when I, um, when I tell this story to other people, I would say like, obviously this was a really horrible thing to go through and experience. And I don't recommend that anyone be found out in this kind of format but this this was the beginning this was the catalyst of these two halves of of me colliding together that in a lot of ways started a chain reaction to lead me to take me on the path to who I am today yeah that was good to be my next question like if Nate hadn't decided to confront you about this like how different do you think your journey would have been yeah i mean like i i would say that uh so um going forward a couple years so my um when i was 18 my my parents found out in a similar ish way um because of a movie that i watched on netflix and so while i would say like to to answer that that question um yes i think that i that it would be, I don't think I would be the same person had that not happened or it would have looked very different, but obviously I wasn't being careful enough to hide this. So I probably would, would have been found out at some point anyway. So I, I kind of see that as like, it was probably inevitable that that was going to happen at some, at some point along the line. 
Can you give us the name of the Netflix film so we can link it for our I will, uh, no comment on that. Yeah, I was going to say, now, now we have to know. Okay, that's yeah, fine. we have to know what movie. So would you say then after they saw the Netflix film, that's when they were fully let in? Are you still, was there some sort of a confession at that juncture? Yeah, so there was, yeah, there was a, there was a similar evening of, of angst and a lot of crying um, when I talked to my, to my parents. Um, I mean, you didn't blame it on Nate. I, I didn't, I did, att- I did attempt to, I mean, I did in the same kind of like pitiful denial of like, that wasn't me kind of thing. And I, I was, we got uh, hacked. I was, uh, yeah, I was uh, <laughs> telling Nate that like, I have this vivid memory of my mom reading out loud the description of the movie and just like dying inside, like, no, just sinking lower and lower and lower into a puddle of like, oh, that was horrible. So, so horrible. You Um, guys are masterful storytellers, I need to say. Like, I am visualizing all of this with such clarity (laughs) and suspense and the music in the background. Yeah, I see it so clearly before me. So kudos to y'all. Yeah, but I would say like, I mean, in a, um, there was, there was obviously like a lot um, left to like process through and talk about. Um, but my parents in a similar way to Nate also re- reassured me that they loved me and that they didn't think uh, less of me and that they were going to continue to walk with me through all of this. Can I make a quick PSA at this juncture, please? PSA away. Um, I would say, because I would say just based on odds, there may be some like straight sibling listening to this podcast. Sure. Because I, that's what I did early on is just, I am, I am confused and I don't know anything about, like, I feel so out of the loop. I need to like learn more. I would say if you are out there listening and you are a sibling or relative to someone who um, that you think is going to come out to you or uh, maybe has come out to you recently, um, I want to say to you, it is okay to be confused and it is okay to have an emotional response that um, doesn't really make sense or maybe has a little bit of anger attached to it. But the words that you say and the sentiment that you you display outside is so important in those moments. And uh, as I've heard before, unspoken gratitude comes across as ingratitude. Mm. So you really, um, to those of you out there that would be, I want to be an ally for my brother or sister, um, really speak those words that maybe you don't speak a whole lot, say the I love you's and say what you like that. You know, it's very simple to say, you are still my brother. Well, of course he's still my brother. Like he was never in danger of not being my brother. But in those moments, sometimes it can feel like, well, I mean, they know I love them. Like, all right, cool. But saying it out loud is very important. And it's okay to be tumultuous inside and to need to learn and to have some hurts inside as well while you're saying, I love you and I'm here for you. Mm. Amen. That is, yeah. 
That is huge. It reminds me of when I came out to my brother and sister and my mom, mom and dad were in the room too. And I've written about this in lots of places, but um, I'll never forget because they said the opposite thing, but it, what they were translating was the exact same thing, which was love. Because my sister said, this doesn't change anything. Like you're still my brother. I love you. And my brother said, this changes everything because now I feel like I know you better and I see, I understand more where you're coming from and I still love you. And so the fact that it changed nothing and it changed everything and the response was love all the same. Like, um, yeah, I, I feel grateful that that was the reception I received as well. Um, that active um, affirming of the relationship and of the love because because um, I know there are probably plenty of people listening who they did not receive such a reaction and my heart goes out to them that there was, you know, there's the understandable confusion on the other end and maybe even anger or some other outpouring of emotion. Like it's, it's a lot to process through. If you live your whole life, 10, 15, 20, 30 years without knowing this thing and all of a sudden it comes out in the open. So it's a lot to process all at once. But um, yeah, it makes me, I guess, all the more grateful for my story and just hearing, hearing y'all's story. I'm grateful that that was part of your, your story as well. Well, there's definitely an emotion that you experience when you receive those words because I definitely felt betrayed at times. Like there are definitely times in this story that I was mad at Jacob and said, like, I've been with you through these years. I'm not hiding anything from you. And you have been hiding this thing from me. And it took, I think, probably the Holy Spirit guarding me at times to tell me, the conversation to for me to express my hurt or how I felt betrayed like he was hiding something from me is not the moment when confession happens. It's not about me at those moments. And those moments like when Jacob is being vulnerable and real about something, and that goes for any confession, is when someone's confessing to you, that's not time to be like, why didn't you tell me you're supposed to be my best friend or you're supposed to be, we're supposed to be so close. Those can come later. But like that first reaction has to really be for the person who's doing the confession. And I think that for like, I think that for our situation where I was being found out, where I was being called out, I think that um, that response of um, love and continued presence is even more important than if I were to be the one taking the initiative to come out to you. Because I think oftentimes like when we are our when our eyes are open to our own selves and in this case our own sin that fear of being abandoned i would say is at its highest because we're now seeing ourselves as like as not worthy of a person's love or a person's continued presence and so i think that even even more so like and then that's like it makes sense of why those words and why that those um actions have stuck in my, my mind all this all this time um because in that moment that was when i saw myself as the most unlovable dirty broken person on the planet and how could anyone possibly continue to love me or want to be with me. You know, it's interesting. So I guess I think in, I've, I typically think in two categories of like, there's, there's coming out and, 
you know, everyone has to decide um, when and how to do that and to whom. Um, and then there's the category of being outed by somebody. And that's kind of unequivocally like bad. Like that's definitely don't do that. <laughs> like definitely don't out somebody. But then there's this third category, I don't think about it very often, of kind of um, approaching someone and, and sort of pursuing pursuing just understanding them better, knowing them better, and, and even confronting them. And I think maybe confronting them about, about sin that you might see, even if it's valid, is sort of a separate concern. But, um, but yeah, I, I am kind of thinking about how, oh, like that um, at least turned out good in this situation or was a good thing in this situation, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if this is this is going to like cover many years in just a um, very brief uh, period, but like I know that, um, especially like in in college, was when I think I I first started to um, to begin the process of integrating these things that I was feeling with myself and my faith, and trying to figure out like how does a um, how does a follower of, G- of Jesus who continues to be attracted to other guys, like, what does this mean for how I do life or how I make friends for, um, yeah, what does this mean for me? And so, um, like that, that took many years and is, I would say is an, is an ongoing thing. Um, but beginning then, and then continuing now post college um uh as as um nate said at the beginning like his willingness to be a learner and to be um someone who is open to reading books and listening to podcasts and talking to people and continuing to ask questions and to understand what this experience means for me and things that I'm thinking and that I'm feeling that support. Um, and this is when I'm going to start getting emotional. Um, that support has meant more to me than I can even, I can even say like that. Um, that continued desire that he has to know me fully and to love me well is a gift from God. And that is, something that I don't, um, I don't express enough, but, um, I am so, so thankful and thankful to you, Nate, um, for being the best brother that I could, that I could ever ask for. Cool. Cool, bro. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) We're waiting for the response. I love you, brother. Y'all are great. Um, could I, could I say a, a few things for my, my closing remarks? Yes. Closing statements from Nate. This is, this is actually, this is probably too much for just like the end. I'm just going to breeze through it here. Um, but in all of our conversations in my conversations with Jacob through time and, um, listening to Yab and, and reading Washington waiting and reading, Mark Yarhouse and like going through and trying to be more of a student listening to reading the blog for example um I feel like it has 
really deepened my walk with Jesus. Um, because what starts as just, I want to love my brother well, and I want to know where he's coming from, and I want to do whatever I can to be there for him for the rest of his life. It starts that way, and that's always running through it. But there is also wisdom that can be found um, within side B and within just with within singleness, for example, as a, this is a completely, I, I will give you like the, the real brief rundown. Like I have been challenged and convicted as a married man of all of the ways that we have idolized marriage and the ways that we talk about it and how that it has challenged me because if Jesus is true and good and here and with us, and it's all, as Tonsello says, if it's all real, then living a life that is called to singleness, if I can't look at that and say like, wow, what an amazing call and what a blessing that could be, then I'm making Jesus too small because I'm believing that marriage is more important than following the, the God made man made Lord. And so it has really been convicting of me for me. Um, and I feel like I'm just learning new things every day. Um, I'm also constantly asking, texting Jacob dumb questions and like, Hey, real quick. Um, if I wear a tank top and it's kind of tight, will I be seen as gay? And that's okay if I am, right? <laughs> yes, sort of thing. <laughs> and I'm now a man who wears capris. <laughs> Take that, Jacob. Call back. It's going to be tough to edit that out. <laughs> yeah. So, I, yeah, there is a lot that I'm still learning, um, but it is deepening my walk for sure because the 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 same Jesus that lived as a, a single man on earth is the one who calls me to follow him. And so it's really quite, it's really quite wonderful. And then obviously meeting Tom has been great too. Now we'll gush on Tom. And I just met Ryan. So <laughs> and now he you've seems met great Ryan too. too. Yeah. Throw him in the mix. I feel like it's pretty safe to say that that means a lot to uh, our whole community, Nate. So thanks for Thanks for being such a student, such a such a wonderful brother to Jacob. We love Thank him. Thank you. And not that it has to be ever on the podcast, but truly, if anyone has questions for a straight brother of a gay man, you can probably reach out through the <laughs> or whatever that's Yabba called. Or we could start a, hash, a hashtag on our social media, hashtag Ask Straight Nate. And then we can go from there and see. You got it. What I would be happy to, to. I would ha- be happy to answer your questions about straightness at times too, because <laughs> I have heard things while I've been listening to this podcast about friendships with straight guys, and sometimes I want to shout through the screen. Oh boy, some of my thoughts. <laughs> so oh, we we might need a follow up. Yeah, we're gonna bring that. you back to have some of those thoughts come out because I am curious to hear them. 
Well, Nate, it was so great to get to know you. So great to have you on the show. And I look forward to the next time that we have you. And thank you for being such a great brother to Jacob, like I said earlier. And uh, yeah. He just got really close to the screen. <laughs> yeah. and I don't know what's <laughs> now, going now he's super close to the screen. And I lost my turn of thought. But it's been a, it's been a blast to, to hang out with you and to create something together. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, no, this was awesome. This has been long overdue. I don't know why it took this long because we've been talking about it for so many months. So I, I don't know. I think uh, you're a busy man. It took, you travel it took, a lot. Yeah, no, 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 no. no, no. It took me. a long time because one of us here was too afraid to ask the guests if they come on. And no, yeah. I wouldn't use afraid. Straight That's men can be intimidating sometimes. Nate is. See, the thing That's is, it. Nate is so tall. That is hard to get around sometimes tom i've learned this tall people are more afraid of you than you are of them mm. you <laughs> snow white <laughs> are those dwarves like oh yes so snow white just terrified of sleepy and dopey mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so she has no choice but to befriend them yeah. and enslave them <laughs> basically send them off to yeah, work no. in the mines i think that's how that works <laughs> Thank you, Nate, for yeah being here. I appreciate you. I've I appreciate hearing y'all's story and just being vulnerable with our listeners because I know it was it has been impactful to me. I know it'll be impactful to people who who have brothers, who are brothers, straight, gay, bisexual, perhaps anywhere in between. Um, I think this was a cool episode just to get to know you, and I appreciate y'all both. And I'm honored and blessed that I can call you both my friend and my brother. So. Thank you for having your other other brother, Yub for life. No, I think <laughs> I think you are the your other brother brother, right? You're you're the oh. brother that we're other from. Oh right, Yafbub. Yep. <laughs> Some, but, we'll, we'll make a nice acronym. Wait, we'll I'm just, acronym. I think I'm just your brother. I'm not but the other. I'm but I'm the other brother. Yeah, yeah. So you're the other brother's brother. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So as I mentioned at the start of this episode, we had some great feedback on our last episode. We would love to have more feedback on this one. Go over to yourotherbrothers.com slash podcast. Check out the episode 53 post on brothers with Jacob and Nate and leave a comment. You can leave a comment on anything that was said on this episode about their story, uh, about their relationship. If you have your own brother story coming out to your brother or being come out to come out to, is that the correct phrase? Being come out to by your brother or sibling, or if you're attached to this conversation in any way, I would love, there's probably so much diversity out there. Um, and I encourage if, there, if you're a woman as well, sisters, mothers, aunts, grandmas, any family member, I would love to hear lots of stories about family um, related to this issue. So leave your comment, leave your story on our website. We would love to, to hear more stories come out of this episode. And a big shout out to our sponsor, Brother Movies, who are, I mean, honestly, I could see this being a movie someday. What do y'all think? Oh, yeah. I'd, <laughs> I'd watch it. Y'all described it in such cinematic um, quality. I just, I saw it the whole time. Like, this would be, this would be a great movie. This would be the first Yob film production. Mm. <laughs> if we get there. <laughs> I'd like to play Jacob in this. I would like to play my mom. <laughs> That'd be so great. This gets better. Oh my gosh. 
at the very least, at the very least, this is worth making a YouTube parody video. I feel lots Why of promise. Why is it to be a parody video? Concept. Of me being found out that I'm gay. <laughs> Why is everything jokey? Um, jokey? Can't you be serious? Why can't we just wow. sit in the emotions just, for a while? No. So flip it. No, you're talking to me. I sit in my emotions all the time. Mm. Let's get that straight. Um, uh, anyway, yes. Thank you, Brother Movies, for sponsoring this this episode. And uh, yeah, thanks all of y'all for showing up tonight. This was a great episode. So much fun. Nate, would you come back for a future episode? Absolutely. Perfect. We'll see if the <laughs> listeners agree. I think they will. Follow I me on Instagram will. if you want me to come back. <laughs> listeners. There you go. Follow, follow Nate on Instagram at Nate.Baranowski. Use hashtag AskStraightNate if you want to know questions about the straight experience um, as it relates to our community, to brothers, all of that. All that good stuff. DM me. I'm building my brand. Straight Nate. (laughs) That's going to do it for this episode of the Obcast. This is Tom. This is Ryan. This is Jacob. And this is Nate. The other one. Reminding you that you... Reminding you that you are not alone. Oh, shoot. Even a sparrow (laughs) finds a home. (laughs) See you next time, everybody. Me too. Me too. I'm so sorry. (laughs) No more. No, no. Close the episode. (laughs) Sparrow is flying home. Fly away. I forgot that part. Sorry, I thought that was done. Okay, no, do it again. I'm good. Thanks for listening to Your Other Brothers podcast. Navigate more with us at yourotherbrothers.com and comment on this episode at yourotherbrothers.com slash podcast. Subscribe to our show to never miss an episode. And if you enjoy what we do, consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Your Other Bros. If you'd like to further support our storytelling effort, consider becoming a Yabber. Yabbers pledge monthly and receive perks like calls with authors and other supporters, access to a secret Facebook group, and additional podcast content. Visit patreon.com slash yourotherbros for more information. Don't miss our monthly bonus podcast on Patreon, The Yabalog featuring responses to previous podcasts, content not featured in public episodes, calls from listeners, and more. Ask us a question or tell us a story by leaving us a message at 706-389-8009. If you're new to the show, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at podcast at yourotherbrothers.com. You can also write us at Your Other Brothers, P.O. Box 843, Asheville, North Carolina, 28802. Until we journey next time, we're glad you're with us.